STC Pod and the opinions expressed in this podcast are solely those of the presenters therein, without any affiliation or obligation to any establishment, either real or imagined, even if they wanted it. Now, get ready and hit start to continue. This is fun. Let's sit around for an hour and wait for Joe to answer his phone. I apologize. Oh my God. Yeah, you, don't sorry, have a man. you don't have a problem. Not at all. Can't stay up past nine. I literally I was waiting. I had a half hour to go and I go, okay, I was going to just lay back on the couch. Jay's game's on. Let's watch a little bit of it. And I'll no worries, man. I just won't fall asleep. I'll be ready. And then I, next thing I know, I, I, I jump, woke up, and it's uh, 9, 937. 37 minutes late. Check my phone. There's a, two text messages from Bill, one phone call. Oh, I'm ready, bro. Sorry. Hmm. It wasn't intentional. Mm. Uh oh. We're in for a fun show, guys. <laughs> this is well, where I got to placate Bill now for a whole hour. By the Christ, man. Come on. Dude, I'm sorry. Like, it's like, intentional, man. There's stuff I, I got. I could be watching, maybe playing video games. No. Yeah. Okay. Well, don't go crazy with the video game talk there. After half an hour, I finally find. I'm going to get caught up on Game of Thrones now. Get that going. And then uh, then the phone starts knocking. Hey, bro. Um, no, I believe my message was. Your first problem is the baseball game. I said, sorry, man, fell asleep. You still up? One word answer back, yes. <laughs> Sorry, dude. Totally my fault. Mm. We'll make this a, we'll do it. Make us a half hour show just to make up for it. Yeah. Okay. Oh, brother. What are you drinking? Beer? No boats. No boats. I don't know what that is. When I had all my company, I forgot to give much of it out. So I still have, I have still have bottles. Oh, that was that you was, forgot to get it out. I did completely. There was a lot going on. It was a hard, hard to keep everyone, mm. you know, going. So I there forgot about my own stash. There we go. And my fault. My apologies to everyone who wanted to try some no boats. They'll just have to come back and get some anytime. But that, it's a good time for me to apologize for our last episode. I really didn't have my thoughts put together from our big weekend because uh, Joe made me record like uh, during the post weekend hangover the same day. So I didn't even know what I was talking about, but I, know, I think we got some kind of summary out there. I think you did fine. People understood what, what happened and, and your, uh, you know, your feelings towards the show and, I noticed your basement was a little dusty, you guys. 
Got some dust in your eyes there. You're out of your smoking pot. What are you talking about? My eyes? Yeah. Your eyes are all red. You know, you're rubbing them a little bit as you were reminiscing over the weekend's uh, frivolities and debauchery. Well, I was really thinking we would record on a regular day. I'd have, a, you know, a few days to get my thoughts together, uh, you know, Just, be ready with, with a good, distinct rundown of what happened instead of uh, bouncing all over like I did. But, you know, you got to do what Joe wants. Uh, one, we only had the one night to record, so we didn't have much of a choice. Not true. You allocated only one night for us to record. Second note of tonight's show. Bill attacks Joe. Um, well, you did. Show note number two. Uh, show note number one. Joe ensures this will be a sour episode by being 45 minutes late. Sorry, yeah. mm. I apologize to uh, not only my understanding co-host, but to our lovely listeners for now having to listen to Bill be sour for the rest of the show. Sour plus Bill. Oh, maybe Joel carry the show this time. I don't have to do anything. Well, I got a bunch of that? show notes to go through, so let's get right into it, dude. Show notes. I bet you have show notes. Well, we just took care of the first one. Recap last show. So, <laughs> let me delete that. Um, did you listen to this week's uh, CC Weekly? Yes, of course. Of course, I listened to it. As a loyal fine. Patreon um, patron, we got it early and got to listen to it. If you're, if you uh, are a patron or a Patreon or however you want to say it for uh cartridge club you have early access to the cc weeklies i was unaware of this you were aware of it i'm You've sure been holding out anyway i just wanted to say thanks to uh once again to p1 uh for giving us a uh, and p2 for giving us a great shout out they are always more than generous with their uh, words towards us and our show so thanks again guys it really means a lot and uh, I would love to have seen, uh, apparently it was Dusty there too. His P2 got a little bit emotional when P1 gave him that Mega Man cartridge that everyone signed from uh, the Berry Game Exchange. Yeah. Did you sign that? I signed it. Did you sign it? I signed it, yes. I saw where you signed it, right on the side of the cartridge. Mm-hmm. I saw your signature. I saw it right in the front. And of course. TC pod on there. Uh, it's it's very conspicuous that there's no video for that episode. I'm kind of, I'm suspicious. Uh, I was told that they forgot to hit record on the video, but I don't hmm. believe that's even possible. Hmm. I don't know. <clears throat> very suspicious. I think they should have. They should have left that in there. P2, uh, P2, nothing to be ashamed about. Uh, I watch Bill cry at least two or three times a week at work. And, uh, yeah, it's just, it's just real. You should have left it in. You should let people see because we could tell the emotion in your voice alone. So 
Hey man, yeah, Bill, Bill cries all the time. No, that I is watery eyes due yeah. to the odor you emit aggressively. I only cry when it rains. Please put you out that what? video. That's gonna be uh, that's gonna be an awesome video. That'll win some awards if we get that video out there. If such a video exists, I know. It's like the Trump tapes. CC Weekly recap. Note done. Oh, wow. That was good. You really went in depth. If you guys want to see it or listen to it, apparently, because that's the only way to do it, go to podbean.com and type in Cartridge Club, and you'll find uh, Cartridge Club's uh, weekly podcast that they put out. And... As of today's date, which is August 23rd. So I'll just look around that time frame. Come on, big man. Let's go. What's nope, next? You're in a bad mood. <laughs> well, speaking of videos that were put out. Speaking of videos. Not put out. This one was put out. And Girlfriend versus our buddy Curtis. Uh, more importantly, my buddy Curtis. He's actually my uh, friend Curtis. He likes me better. Uh, I don't think so. Yes. According to the PMs that we have, where we talk about you, uh, you and I were part of a little special project, a little thing called Girlfriend Versus, episode number three. Well, yeah, of the uh, the the special couples edition, I think. But yeah, little, not a little production. This was a massive, giant production. It's something's been in the works for months and months and months, pre-production for like a year. And then it finally rolled into production and uh, post-production for at least six months. This was a massive endeavor that Curtis, my buddy Curtis, set out on his own to put together. And uh, well, him and his lovely girlfriend, Layla, and what an amazing uh, presentation that came out. It's like as pro as you can get. Funny, entertaining, well put together. Music, video, it's, it's the whole package. Everyone's got to check that out and you can find it on, I, I believe it's on all the participants, YouTube channels. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm, I don't know. Musty's channel, uh, two dorks channel, our channel start to continue. Um, did vintage video game geek, did he put on his channel? I'm not sure. I believe he did. And of course you can always go to girlfriend versus YouTube channel to check that out. It's uh, very special. Did um, you say it was funny? Yeah. Hmm. I don't remember you being funny. I remember I was very funny though. You were a bully. I remember um, you having a frown on your face the entire time. Because, well, at least I have uh, visual evidence to hand over to proper authorities when I wish to turn you in for uh, sexual harassment. Yeah. That's not how everybody else saw it. I got nothing but compliments from dozens of people saying how much they enjoyed our uh you and i our interaction on the show and uh, i believe curtis has even tagged us again to be in next year's episode for some reason <laughs> yeah i've never i've not heard that i've not heard well that. he is my buddy so he's been talking to me about it hmm. but so, uh we'll see yeah. we'll see it's pretty incredible folks if you've been waiting for uh 
Bill and Joe to pop up on their own YouTube channel with uh, full frontal to the camera. And yeah. st you're still waiting. Check no further than the girlfriend versus channel because Joe is there in his full glory. Yeah. For those of Flexing. you, for, for some reason, have been waiting to see us on video. Flexing. God knows, God knows why. The entire time. Trying to be a bully Flexing the entire time. What? I'm sitting there playing a game. Rotating his pectoral majoris all over the place. You not giving me any room on that couch. I got to be first in front of the camera. I got to be closest. You sit here. You know, what's cool about it too. There's actually some, a uh, couple cameos in it from, uh, from some big time celebrities as well. So definitely, I can't say enough. Go check that out. It's if you're going to watch a video this week, that's the one to see. Although, you know, the folks that start to continue did put out a video this week as well. We, we finally, finally got our Barry Game Exchange pickups out there. And, uh, yeah. Well, so, yeah. Mine were more purchases, though. Oh, of course. If I remember correctly. And yours were more, um, how do I put that? Well, yours were more non-purchases. It was everything we got. Before, during, and after the Barry Game Exchange. And I got to illustrate the generosity of the community and some of the stuff that was that mm. was gifted. I don't, I don't, did anyone else get any generosity? There was, yeah, there was lots of generosity floating around. Little little packets were kept for some people. You know, you even showed your your bit of what you got. My one, my one thing? Hmm. <laughs> Well, there's a box of stuff too that you have. Well, good thing I wasn't hungry because there's no meat left on that bone. Let me tell you. There was plenty of meat. Jesus believe me. Christ. Believe me, people. There was anyway. plenty of meat. Believe me. I'm not going to name believe names, me. but thank you anyway to a very generous uh, Cartridge Club member. For to me. More than generous. Not No, not you. You're welcome. I'm not saying thank you to you. Welcome. A certain Clarch Club member was more than generous with stuff that he brought to the show to give the people. Yeah. Well, why can't you say yeah. it was Sean? He doesn't, doesn't want the attention. Well, I'll give it to and him. And I apologize to everyone else who never got anything because, well, Bill took it all. <laughs> I, I allowed much of it to flow down the river past my dock. I'm a river to my people. Yeah. Did you did you run out of stuff? You got room on your shelf for it? Oh, I got to do some uh, some shelf rearranging. It's a box still on your floor. I got to do some arranging. Mm. Don't worry about it. It will all be sussed out, mm. and it's all staying as a matter of respect in my collection. It's not like going on the sales floor. Well, uh, I certainly hope so. Yeah, because my buddy Sean would be very upset. It's. All being kept in the out of out of respect. The one thing I have is actually on my shelf, displayed prominently in front of my uh, Genesis collection. Hmm. One thing you let me have. Now you got a box of action figures that we're gonna split the proceeds uh, on. What action figures? All the He-Man. Um, your Samsung's activating the microphone again. Uh. 
Well, you're dropping out because of the crappy Google connection. Do you got a text while we're talking? No. Nope. Do you got to be on Twitter? Nope. Can you, uh, is this, can we pause now where you uh, tell people what's coming up and we'll pause for a break so I can catch my breath? You want me to do my voice Listen, and uh, throw to it? Don't give me more editing issues. No. Okay. Don't give me the 70s radio announcer voice. 70s. Things. It's not, I don't do that. I'm just making a joke. I don't do that. I just throw very naturally to a break. And I don't know why that gets you upset. You hate any kind of formality in this show, which is not wrong to have a little bit of format in a show. You and I are just supposed to talk. I told you this. We've had this discussion before. Yeah, but we still got it. We need to throw to a break. So to do that, you got to, you know, you got to do it proper. You got to go pro. Give me some uh, TMB Joe, pro Joe. Go to a break. Jeez, this guy I work with. This is what I got to work with every day. This is how we got to put these things together. Do you think people enjoy this? Do you think people like hearing us bicker back and forth over the mundane things, such as throwing to a break? <laughs> you throw to the break. No, you throw. Just do it. Hey, guys. We're going to take a little bit of a break here while uh, Bill and I recap. Take a listen to this little show sponsor commercial, and we'll be right back. This is player one of the Cartridge Club, and I wanted to take a second to tell you about Bonus Barrel. BB is made up of developers, artists, and testers from within the gaming world, and they bring their knowledge and insight to every show. Topics ranging from gaming culture to development cycles, you don't want to miss what these insiders have to say. Every Wednesday, you can get your fill of Rob, Seiji, Lef, and Shelby wherever you listen to podcasts. Now, that was Mr. Announcer there. See, now you slipped into it. You oh, did announce your voice. I was doing it intentionally. You, uh, you hey guys, it. you know, I despise the announcer voice. Why don't you, why couldn't you just do it naturally? Like Joe talk. Hey, when you're, um, uh, as well as checking <sighs> out, uh, the awesome show that you just heard a promo <laughs> for, uh, I can, I can tease a little bit for you guys from us. Um, we've been working on stuff for, for the last little while. We're going to be rolling out uh, some new merchandise very, very soon. And, geez, I think we have something like six new designs coming out very soon. Um, we're moving to a new store. There's going to be a bunch of new designs. They could be on T-shirts. They can be on mugs. They can be on notebooks, cell phone holders, the works. And uh, I think you're going to like them. And I think you're going to be shocked at all the new designs coming out. So look forward to that. Look for an announcement soon. And rock bottom prices. And I, think prices Poly, are... I think Polykill actually beat us to it. Well, you know, we're, we're trying to follow uh, certain dates. And we like to, uh, we're doing it. We're in a soft launch right now. If you want to really go look and ruin the surprise for yourself, you'll see it. It's a uh, soft launched. It's out there, but uh, we're going to do the grand opening very soon. Is that it? Mm. And we're done. That was very radio announcer. -ish. Well, if you don't have anything else to bring up, I'd love to talk about all the deaths we've been forgetting. No, to no one cares about who died. <laughs> <laughs> I got more fun, fun stuff to talk about than, uh, <laughs> No one cares about Jerry Lewis, okay? <laughs> well, 
you'd be shocked to know that I don't really have much to say about Jerry. Uh, no, I'm glad. I, yeah. I would be, I'd actually be furious if I found he had some sort of influence in, on your life, much like everyone else who's died in the last three years. Yeah. I, I would you know, probably go a little bit crazy. I, I wasn't much a fan of his style of comedy back in the day, but uh, I can appreciate what he brought to the world. But, you know, there for cinephiles out there, for movie buffs, he did a movie that is like the Holy Grail if you can find it. Do you know about this movie? Uh, tell me what you're talking about. Uh, Jerry Lewis, he wrote, um, he directed and starred in a Holocaust movie, a dramatic role, and it never seen the light of day. He shelved Until. it. No, no, it's, it's there. If you can find a copy of it, it's like finding a million bucks. There's rumors of a couple of videos of it floating around, but generally he destroyed all copies of it. He, there was one copy which he owned and it isn't even a finished version. It's a rough cut. It never got released. Uh, word is he was just ashamed of how it turned out. He was extremely unhappy with it. And of course the subject matter was, was very touchy. He played a clown who, uh, like entertained like, uh, Jewish kids on the way to the, on the way to the ovens kind of thing. And, uh, not, you know, very outside what you would expect for Jerry Lewis It's called the day the clown uh, cried. I was going to say died the day the clown cried. And, uh, yeah, for cinephiles, it's like the Holy grail. If you can find this movie and everyone bugged him, you know, forever, just to, just to put it out so we could see something and he's refused. But before he died, he donated all of his, all of his film stuff, all of his filmography and, uh, any prints he had, including one print of that to the, uh, library of Congress, but he put a stipulation on it that it can't be released. Um, until like 2024 or something like that. So just a little interesting uh, sidebar to the Jerry Lewis story that he tried to make this dramatic film and uh, he couldn't see it through because he hated it so bad. Well, how's anybody Although, supposed to find it if it's not allowed to be released? Well, like I said, there's there's talk of a couple of videotapes of it. Like some one French director claimed to have seen it that uh, he knew somebody who had a videotape copy of it. So uh, the, there's, there's might be copies floating around. I don't know, but it will come out eventually at some, some point. That being said, um, yeah, not a big fan of his, uh, his movies, the, what was it? The bellboy or the bellhop or something and uh, whatever else. But however, if you watched, what's it called? Mr. Mr. Saturday, no, King of the King of Comedy, the Martin Scorsese and Robert De Niro film. He plays a late a late night host that they kidnap. You ever seen that King of Comedy? Mm, no, I've never seen that. I, I think the only movie of his I've really seen is probably The Naughty Professor. Sure, yeah, that's pretty much it. Uh, no, I'm talking about good stuff. This is a Scorsese and De Niro film. And De Niro is this, uh, this guy that could never move out of his mother's basement kind of thing, but he loved comedy. 
he always dreamed of being a talk show host. And the only way, not talk show host, was it talk show host or just a comedian? He wanted to be a comedian and he could never get a break. So ultimately he decided to kidnap uh, like the host of the Tonight Show played by uh, Jerry Lewis. And so it's kind of a dark comedy. Uh, anyways, very good film. King of comedy. Check that out. And there you go. That's my Jerry Lewis rap. Not too bad. The day the clown cried. Uh, unreleased 1972 American drama. Not much info on it, really. No, it's like, it's like this legendary thing that's been floating around since the 70s. And Jerry did not like talking about it. Like, you don't bring it up in interviews. He would not talk about it. He got a little crotchety near the end. I know that much. Yeah, just last year, uh, WTF, Mark Marin did a, had him on for the podcast. And it was, it was typical crotchety Jerry Lewis. It was a really interesting interview that Jerry cut way short. I think the... You know, his show normally goes an hour. I think they went barely half an hour, and Jerry was like, you know what? We're done. This is it. I think we're good. I'm done. Gets up and leaves. <laughs> yeah, bit of a dick. Now well, he's done it all. He's allowed. No, you're not allowed. You're too tired and don't want to be on other people's shows. That You, you say that, yeah, okay, I'll be on it, then... Guy. Well, I guess Martin, the ladies man was probably another good movie that he did. Marin did talk. He, he gave some excuses for Jerry's temperament at that point. You know, he was wicked old. This was last year. So he, he'd have been 90 or something. And Marin had requested that he be the only interview of the day for Jerry, like not be part of a junket. And, uh, Jerry's people say, yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, for sure. And it turned out when he finally got Jerry in the room, his, uh, the publicist had put Jerry on like five different interviews leading up to that one. So he was already pretty burnt out by the time he got to Mark. Anyway, it's a very interesting one. WTF pod. So who did you want to talk about? Wait, you want me to keep going down the death roll? No, I'll give you one more and that's it. No, that's okay. We missed the George Romero died and, uh, yeah, that was that was a shame because that guy was working forever. He just wanted to keep making movies if he could raise money. And uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what to say about that. We can move on, man. What else did you do today before this baseball game uh, shot tranquilizers so, straight to your heart? Oh, uh, I, I finished uh, Iron Fist, Marvel's Iron Fist uh, yesterday sort of plowed through that one as, as I refuse to support Netflix and its evil ways. I watched Iron Fist through different means and uh, finally got around to it. And I have to say, I enjoyed it. I know a lot of people had uh, varying opinions on the show. Some liked it. Some didn't like it. Um, I think the main complaint was some people thought it was a little bit slow and uh, the character wasn't that exciting but they sort of had to do his own particular show revolving around them just because of, uh, I believe it just was released. 
Uh, Netflix put out Marvel's uh, Defenders. So mm-hmm. he sort of had to introduce the Iron Fist character and give people a bit of a backstory on him. I don't know. I really, I, I enjoyed it. It was, uh, if you're in the martial arts, I definitely like his character. I was never a, a fan. Again, this is another one of the Marvel characters I was never a fan of. Yeah, I, I really about him. read about. I think I, I knew the name, but that's as far as I got into the lore of the character. Um, there's a bit of a crossover by another uh, character makes a cameo in Iron Fist that we've seen previously. But aside from that, um, yeah, I really enjoyed it. And you really, you really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. You really enjoyed it. Yeah. You were able to follow it. You were following along. Yeah. Why? You really enjoyed it. Hmm. Why do you say that? Because I watched you watch an episode and I took pictures of how you watched the episode. Eyes were not open during the episode. Here we go. <laughs> so again, Bill shows how he texts Joe all the time. So I'd love to hear some more synopsis. I enjoy it. I may have zonked out for five or 10 minutes during one episode. I, it's very easy to hit rewind, my friend. Yes, you were hitting rewind a lot over the same thing. I'd hear this scene over and over again. Why am I hearing this scene for the seventh time? Oh, what? oh necromancer over there. Bill's, all, <laughs> Bill's always got to be keeping an eye on Joe. <laughs> yeah, kind of. I got to get my, uh, my mirror out and put it under your nostrils. See what's doing. Would you keep me mouth to mouth if I actually stopped breathing? I don't think so. Hmm. There we go. Too late. You're thinking about it, so I'm dead. You thought about it too long. I'm dead now. Are you kidding me? The amount of ladies that would be jumping through the door to get a chance at that? Yeah. Exactly. (laughs) Anyway, so I finished Iron Fist, and then I went right into um, uh, uh, Luke Cage. Sorry. Name slipping. So I'm on episode five of Luke Cage. Started that... uh, Hmm. last night as well that's probably where i stopped watching was around there i don't know i just it became a chore to get going yeah, through it I don't i don't mind him like he does a good job portraying the character i just i find so far a lot of it's been revolving around the supporting cast and less about him up to this point they're, they're really doing, uh, you know, really going deep, I think, in, in terms of an origin story kind of thing, trying to get his uh, past and how he came to be, which I didn't like how he uh, received his powers. I don't want to ruin it for anybody. But... Um, yeah, I don't remember that. It just seemed kind of strange. But I guess it's probably one of those things where his mutant, I guess, powers were activated under a period of stress like they've done in other uh, Marvel Marvel uh, comic characters. So, right. Well, you watch these sort of coming off the, uh, 
the show on FX there, um, Legion. How do you think they stand? They stood up to that mm. kind of uh, storytelling. That's hard to say. Legion was really, if you didn't pay attention during Legion, you were lost. Like it, you could, if you stop focusing for five minutes, they, they could be off somewhere and you'd have no idea how they got there. Or who the hell this person was. They really, mm-hmm. for me, they really went not necessarily deep, but kind of obscure with Legion, which I didn't mind. I, I really did enjoy that show. Uh, Iron Fist and, and uh, so far Luke Cage are very, I guess, sort of simplified. They're not dumbed down. No, it's just linear, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, is is Legion coming back? I thought it was, wasn't it? Jeez, I'd imagine. I hope so. Yeah. I don't know. I enjoyed it. But anyway, so I'm on episode five of Luke Cage, and then once this is done, I'm going to jump into the Defenders. But um, I would have preferred if I'd have been able to spread these shows out a bit. I, I don't want to... I hate going on these these complete... Uh, uh, you know, show run watches where you, you ingest everything all at once and you sort of get burnt out on it. I think I'm going to skip them. Uh, just get right into the defenders. You know, I don't think I'll miss much. I think they'll, you know, modern television storytelling as a way of filling in the blanks for you through some sort of exposition at some point along the way. So I'm just going to get right to the good stuff, get to the filet mignon part of the steak. But uh, as you're saying, you you still despise Netflix, but man, Netflix is making big moves in the business. What next year they're committed to like five billion in content? It, well, it's yeah, insane. I mean, you can't just they have to continue along at the same pace or keep or or or, or greater. So I, I can't imagine though what else. Where else are they going to go? Well, what it's, other franchises are they going to put out? Right. <laughs> I know there's so many. If they want to continue, especially in this in the uh, superhero genre, I know they can go pretty deep because there's tons of characters out there that people, you know, that aren't mainstream and people have no idea who they are. So it might be a little bit fresh, I guess. But you know. Again, yeah. you can get to that certain point where you just you've you've oversaturated the market in in a certain genre, right? Well, I think they'll go all over the place. I don't think they'll stick with this. They, I know they they just had a falling out with Disney, so they're gonna have to work around that. But they just locked up your uh, your favorite television producer, Shonda Rhimes, so she's gonna be uh, pumping out shit for Netflix. I mean, every year they're upping their content budget by a billion every year. It's staggering. And uh, for us guys working in broadcast television, I got to say it's a little bit frightening because they are totally rewriting the model for delivering content to customers. Again, though, I don't like it. Like, hey, I just, I, I, I find it. I find that it just makes it not a special thing when you're suddenly dumped all this content and then 
and then, uh, you know, left to your own vices in terms of how you decide to watch it. You can mm-hmm. you know, watch it all at once. You can just, you know, you can spread it out over months. It's, it's nice that it's there, but, you know, I'm sort of just plowing through these two shows as fast as I can and not really, you know, savoring it or enjoying it as much as I, as I, as I might on a weekly basis. Right. There's no, there's no real suspense. Like, all right. One show's over. I just, let's just keep churning these guys through so I can finish these 13 episodes as fast as I can and move on to the next show kind of thing. Yeah. Well, you never know if they, they might change their uh, release format if for something big, you know, if they have a huge massive project, like a game of Thrones style thing, they could say, we're going to release this weekly until we roll it out to make it special. I agree with you. I'd, I'd rather see stuff uh, slowly come out to make it special. But it is hard when you fall behind. I fell two episodes behind on Game of Thrones, and man, it's hard to stay away from Game of Thrones references while you're browsing through the internet on your daily walkthrough content. I don't know. I haven't really heard anybody talking about Game of Thrones all this season. And that's another thing that's kind of sad too, right? I know there's still the people still are like it's in this is at the time of this recording, there's one episode left for the season and then they go into the final season next year. But uh, no one's, I'm not hearing anybody at work talk about it, which is kind of a shame. You know, it's just, uh, I think people are worried about getting spoiler alerts. Like I haven't seen anything even on Twitter about it really. I think um, that show after this many seasons, people have gotten a little bit uh, reverent of the, of it and aren't, aren't spoiling it or even willing to talk about it to people because uh, there's so many people that are behind. So I don't even bother to bring it up in, uh, in, you know, company. Could be. Cause we've kind of learned after all these seasons. Oh, don't say anything. I haven't seen it yet. I'm two behind. I'm three behind. Don't say anything. But I think that's part of the reason why I've also enjoyed it so much this year is I've actually watched it on or the next day after release. Mostly it's been during uh, initial release on Sunday night. So really, you know, it's been, it's got me pumped because Sunday nights are the nights where, you know, you and I, our PVRs are usually running full tilt, a whole bunch of recordings. And uh, it's just kind of nice. You sit down on the couch, you look forward to Sunday nights again. Sunday nights, nine o'clock, HBO, Game of Thrones, followed by Ballers. <laughs> yeah, everyone's watching that. I did watch the first episode of the new season of Dice, and that was, I thought that was pretty good. I know no one's watching it, but uh, Andrew Dice Clay has a, has a, a single camera kind of comedy, half hour comedy show out there, which is, which is pretty good. It uh, is like him self-parodying himself and his life as the Dice Man. And it was interesting. I watched the Norm MacDonald podcast, which is in its latest season. It's been spectacular this time around. Uh, Letterman, it's been on it. Um, Mike Tyson was on it. 
uh, this other comedian I'm not familiar with, but it, it was just a great show. And uh, finally, Sarah Silverman is, is she the latest or is there still someone ahead of her? Anyways, the Sarah Silver one, Silverman is the one I was watching. And they got talking as comedians about, about dice and how it's a shame some comedians are just trapped in their persona and can't move on after 30 years, you know, uh, you still see him go out there and he's the dice man. He hasn't, he hasn't moved on. He's, he, he hasn't been, and you know, they remark how they just wish he could break out of that and do something completely different. And I'm like, guys, have you not seen his show? Cause he, that's what he's doing on his show. He's addressing that whole thing about the dice man is two his two lives. And in fact, the first episode of the new season was uh, him being cursed by a rabbi and being forced to live as a normal person. So he wakes up and he's wearing like a collared shirt, a button down shirt, and he's at a convention for his normal job and he has a normal wife and, <laughs> you know, he's got a comb over a little bit no dice glasses, just normal glasses. Anyways, it was pretty good. Uh, Sarah Silverman, come on, check out Dice's new show. He addresses this right there. Well, I know she's listening. Uh, and tonight I'll just let you know that I watched Game of Thrones volume two tonight. No, not Game of Thrones. What am I saying? Can you edit this? No. Nope. A little snip right here. Edit. Burp. No. I watched. Hey, Joe, you know what I watched tonight? I watched Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Oh, I still haven't seen that yet. Any good? <clears throat> I'm going to say yes, it's good. But I, I know some people will not be happy with it because um, the, the cute-em-up factor is way high and uh, the comedic factor is like it's off the hook. They just go full on. So the cynics out there will be, oh, they're just trying to be too funny. It's just funny. Uh, you know, I think it's okay. It's awesome. still, it's still entertaining. And that's what guardians is going to be. It's going to be a comedy an action comedy and I'm going to embrace it. Well, that's what I was worried about, but then I thought about it and I don't think it's really meant to be a serious, serious type of action kind of movie. Right. It's not exactly the, right. That first, sorry. No, go ahead. That first half hour, I'm like, should I be getting angry at the cuteness and the comedy here? Should I, I'm like teetering on the fence. I'm about to get angry about it or I'm going to enjoy it. And it's like, we're watching a raccoon and, uh, and a tree man. Let's enjoy it as a comedy. So let yourself go and enjoy it. It's entertaining. It's a good ride. The the main the main bad guy and uh, his his conceit or what he's trying to do. I I didn't really I didn't really buy it, but that's whatever. The movie is an entertaining, fun romp. Yeah, I'll have to put it on my list. Actually. Um... I was going through trying to find out what movie I'm so behind on my movie list. I don't know what the hell I'm sure I got stuff missing. Well, if you go the last movie, take I watched, the file from me. What? Uh, well, I have the file. I can't get the file off of you. 
I'm sure you can because stupid your, Apple. Your your PC file is is not the right format to go into my Apple USB. I'm sure people with Apple products know how to play MKV files. I'm sure that's out there, folks. Folks, I know we're talking about Joe, the guy who did 50 some odd episodes without turning on the mic button, but help him mm-hmm. out. Throw him a bone here. <laughs> no, I thought something got changed in the settings. <laughs> yeah. And then I finally figured it out again. Because you'd have all these movies in like Blu ray quality just right there within well, the transfer. You can't figure it out. I, I don't need to. I don't stay up at night worrying about why you can't transfer a media file that's bigger than four gigs. I told you it's because of the format of the USB. Anything over four yes. gigs um, is uh, is what has to be something. Yes. Yeah. It has to be like XFAT or something. It's a problem they solved 12 years ago. I'm oh sure. God. I'm sure you're wrong. <laughs> People, listeners, help me out. All right. Um, we got lots to talk about. Moving yeah. on. What's going on here? Did you want to talk about the, uh, well, the other stuff I have on my list. Let me go through this here. Oh boy. Uh, the latest collect call episode with Dean. Right. Round two gaming yeah, on the poly kill feed. You don't like that collect call. I didn't say that. Um, what are you talking about? That's Dean. I'll listen to anything Dean's on. No, I know you like Dean. You don't like Clack Hall. I've never said anything about that. Uh, missing giving a hug at the Berry Gang Exchange. Okay. Um, you picking up something special the other day. Okay. All right. The do this Berry Gang Exchange. This is the last thing we're talking about about the Berry Gang Exchange this year until next year's show in the spring. Bill dropped this on me. At work the other day, and I didn't know what he was talking about, but apparently everybody likes talking about me behind my back. No, no. I just wanted to get from you what happened with the very strange scene that Joe orchestrated at the uh, game exchange. All right. Go ahead. Go off your little tangent here. <laughs> no, no tangent. We're just wondering because I want just, you don't have to bring it up here. I just, just talking to you at work, bro to bro. Okay. I'm keeping it real. Bro, bro. We're nothing but real. We're nothing but real. At the end of the, you had to take off for unknown reasons. No, no. And I had to go home. To all of us, it. all of us were standing in a circle and you being a gracious uh, host to all the out of towners and everything who you've not met before in person. You went around this entire circle of about, I don't know, 40 to 50 people and gave every single person a big embrace and a big hug, moved to the next person, hug, next person, hug, got up to Musty, uh-huh. give him a big uh-huh. hug. Of course, a lot of these people, like you said, were out of towners, right? Excuse me. So you went up to Musty and gave him a hug. Of course, Musty's so tall. You had his belt buckle imprinted in your cheek because yep. And everyone else keep hug, 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 hug. You got to Pam. Pam was there and she puts her arm out and you wow, go in with the hand for a handshake and move on. And Joe's left <laughs> and everyone is just kind of what, what, 
did, what did something happen here? And did we just witness something? Did we witness? And so I just wanted to talk to you. I just went bro to bro, find out what was with calling an audible. Know, on the hug why play. is everybody watching me give hugs? <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> you got it. You got to inspect me. You got to, like, you got to put me under a microscope with everything I do. I don't understand what's going on. I'm nothing special. Just saying goodbye. People made a nine hour trip. You are very special to people. People. Yes. Made a nine hour trip to meet you and watch you. A science experiment. And so again, you created yet another chapter in the Joe Pam saga, the saga of awkwardness. <laughs> Why couldn't you give her a hug? I, I don't get it. I, it's because, and she addressed us too. Uh, I listened to the latest media mavens, by the way, uh, another great episode. Um, you guys should check it out. Go to, uh, just do a Google search media mavens podcast. And it's, she plays it out of a uh, simple cast.fm kind of thing, but it was a good show. Anyway, she brought this up on there too. When is it proper to give a hug? And then she her and uh, Riley gave a whole little scenario of, you know, when is it proper to give a hug, like at these shows, and if you just met somebody kind of thing. And Pam and I, um, we've only talked a couple times, so I didn't think it'd be appropriate to to go in for the hug. Cause I still think she barely knows who I am. So that's why I didn't want to go in and go, Hey, well, I, I think again, Pam, I think cause you went around the circle and as you went up to her, she began to open up to mm, give a hug. I don't and think you, I had to, like, you had to reach up to grab her right hand from her. <laughs> I, as her hand was going around my shoulder, I grabbed <laughs> it by the wrist, brought it down and gave it a firm handshake. <laughs> Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Listen, that's not what happened. I just, right. I, I went in for the handshake because I didn't think she'd feel comfortable giving me a hug. I hear you. You're being respectful. Yeah. And I don't know why people were watching me. No one was watching. It was just a, it was, it was a thing. It was, it was funny. And, and you guys talked about it afterwards, <laughs> which you told me. Well, what else? You know, Kevin behaved himself at this show, so there was no weird handshake hugs from Mars yeah. this time. So we gotta we gotta make something up for somebody. Yeah. It's your turn. All right, so that solves that mystery. When is it proper to give hugs? Leave your comments for us and uh we'll address them in the next episode. Uh what else did I bring up here? Oh, you picked up something special the other day. I graciously allowed you to go grab this for yourself. All right. So I, I know everyone will already be bored by all the talk they're probably getting on how Nintendo screwed up the pre-orders for the super Nintendo classic. So we'll just briefly go through our experience. I don't think they screwed it up. You don't think they screwed it no, up? It was a limited initial pre-order run it was a anyways i don't want to steal i know cc weekly is going to have a great segment on this they've done a little bit of research don't, and don't worry about to cc people, weekly so. we're giving our take on it this is what happened in our lives which is what this show is about <laughs> no i just i 
I'm not gonna I'm not gonna steal their thunder because I agree with everything they say. It if Nintendo really wanted to help out their customers and have a proper pre-ordering experience, they would have more than 20 units per store available for pre-order. They would have you pre-order and we'll make. Isn't that isn't that isn't that the the impetus of pre-orders? You pre-order and we make. We'll make us, it for you guys. You give us your money and we'll make a product for you. Right. This isn't like that. This is we'll piecemeal out a little bit and get all the hype going and uh, people will be ravagely disappointed across the world. Quebec's not even getting any at this point, by the way, because of language laws. Can you believe that? Anyways, so they opened up pre-orders at a secret time on, what was it, Tuesday? Tuesday at 1 o'clock, we were hearing... We 1 were o'clock hearing Eastern time. Eastern. We were hearing chatter earlier in the day that it might happen. So um, as it got closer, we got confirmation on several sources it was going to happen at 1 o'clock. So both me and Joe, we, we work in the same room. We share a big, long 50-foot desk. Share everything. We have our own computers. So we both got our computers going. Uh, I had multiple tabs because you didn't know what page on what retailer's site this thing would pop up on. So for I had Amazon open. I had the source open. I had Best Buy open. Two tabs for Best Buy because I didn't know what page it would be on. And I had two tabs open for uh, EB Games on their select pages and you did the same thing and as soon as one o'clock came along we started furiously refreshing everything and uh firing search queries into their sites because you didn't know is it going to come up as snes it's going to come up as super nintendo what's it going to come up as at one nobody had them up yet so that was weird and then uh i think mine popped up at 104 yeah, something like that. My uh, the first one I got was at a Best Buy, and they didn't even have a picture, and they didn't have a description. They had a title, so I wasn't even sure if I was buying the right thing. But I threw it in the cart anyways, and as I proceeded to hit the PayPal button, it disappeared from the cart. <laughs> and then you called over, and you said, "I got one," and you had yours where at EB Games? I was on EB Games. Um, I think initially I wasn't even on the right page. And then I, I, I backed out, went to a different page and it finally showed up and then I selected it. It went into my cart and that's when the slight or the site, uh, completely bogged down. And I got as far as, uh, I had my address for some reason. It wanted me to fill in my address again, even though I had that previously saved in my profile mm. and I finally did that. I hit agreement. I clicked on pay by PayPal and computer froze again. And eventually I just automatically got kicked out and didn't even get a chance to go to PayPal. It just went back to the uh, EB games homepage after yeah. 10 minutes. Yeah. At that time, uh, my EB games pages were, were completely, um, 
completely crashed. And me and Joe are calling back and forth to each other in coordination, like uh, Best Buy page two is down. Best Buy page one looks good. Keep refreshing on that. Search for this on this pattern. We're yelling back and forth to each other. Like I said, uh, in the CC forums, it's like we were uh, NASA engineers bringing down the astronauts from a moon landing. It was, it was pretty high intensity going on there for a while and a lot of cursing, a lot of cursing mm. from the Joe side. Mm. <laughs> so we mucked around with that for a while and we were chatting with people on Twitter at the same time. We were having lots of difficulty, but we were hearing from, uh, I think Nintendo Hodge got one got one by going to a store his wife went to an actual store physically picked up the pre-order i think uh sean p1 did the same thing so there was a lot of chatter like guys just leave go to a store and actually just get one so graciously enough i said joe please sir go on out and get yourself one yes and i returned uh this by saying no i insist you go go get one for yourself i know uh I've been assured that there's going to be plenty of opportunities to grab one. I want, I want my, my companion and patriarch to mm. uh, go out and grab one for himself to make himself happy. I don't want to see him going through what we had to go through before you and I both finally got our NES classics. So is that you go take care of yourself. Yeah. There's uh, we're lucky enough to have two EB games, probably within five minutes apart of our uh, work location. Um, one of them we knew would probably be a shit show. So you went to this other one that I didn't even know was only five minutes north of us. And uh, when you got there, you couldn't even find the stupid thing. Yeah, which is exactly why you didn't want to go because you you didn't want to be a subject to the to the additional pain. Yeah, we got screwed at online and then you leave to go chase it down physically and you got to fight through traffic. You got to fight through a billion pedestrians. You got to find parking. You got to run in somewhere just to be disappointed. And that's why you sent me. No, and I sent you so you could get one <laughs> and you could be happy. Ultimately, uh, and, I and this was, know. and this was 30 minutes after the pre-order started. Right. And so, you walked in. I didn't want to finally go. finding the entrance to this place, but I did go. Yeah, it was. It's a place where we go to this uh, place. It's like a strip mall where all the stores are on the outside kind of thing. We always get McDonald's there. And apparently there was an EB games there. And in my head, I remembered seeing like an EB games storefront there. And I pulled in the parking lot, no EB games storefront. So I left that parking lot wheeled around the other way to the backside. No EB games there. So as I'm, driving furiously around the parking lot, I opening up the Google maps and the Google maps is saying it's right there. You just got to walk two minutes. It's right there. So I got to find a parking spot now and actually walk inside of this mall. You didn't even know there was an inside to this place, but there is. And, uh, there was the little EB games, like little closet of a place. And, uh, there was a guy in front of me. He was pre-ordering something, but not the SNES. I don't know what he was. Some, PS4 piece of garbage or something. And then I get up there and I'm, yeah, I'll take a pre-order for the SNES. He's like, uh, yeah, one. Yeah, sure. And he proceeds to write me up and a guy behind me moves over to the second till to do the same thing. And as that cashier begins to ring him up, 
my guy stops him and goes, whoa, whoa, whoa. This guy's got the last one. So I went, yeah, screw you, buddy. Over there, you were too late. But man, if I had to, had to take one more turn around that parking lot, I would have totally missed out. So I did get the very last pre-order. And that's the first time I've ever pre-ordered anything. I don't like it. I gave them half the money and they gave me a piece of paper and I don't know what happens next. I don't know. Yeah, I know what happens next. You get your SNES before I get mine. How? What is it? An email? Do they call? Do I call, they call them? You. They'll call you. They call you in order of... Uh, How do I know they don't give it away? In order of pre-orders that they give out. I hate pre-buying anything. I don't buy extended warranties. I don't pre-buy like uh, pies of the month or anything like that. I don't buy seasons passes to theme parks because I know I'll never use it. I hate pre-buying, pre-selling, whatever. Anyways, I did it. Hopefully I'll have an SNES classic in a little mm. while. Now you have to help me find one for me. I, uh, I still haven't even opened up my NES one. I saw, <laughs> yeah. your, I, I saw yours out when I came over for the beer game exchange. And um, yeah, it looks sweet, man. I was trying to remember today if you actually went in, went in the house when you came by. What do you mean? Before the game exchange. One Dean, we were waiting for you to get organized. No, I don't remember. I don't think he came in. You gave, you me, that, you gave me that one game that you left from the, uh, <laughs> from the scraps. Said, uh, I took everything else, but you can have this. You won't come in and hang out. It's a real drag. I was should, in there. You should come in and hang out one day. You should be playing games. And you should invite me inside one time. <laughs> so that was the, uh, the pre-sell experience. Um, like I said, I know the cartridge bros on CC weekly are going to have a nice chat up about it as will everyone else. That's our little roundup. I thought it was, um, Listen, I'll, I, I'll give a handy to get one. I think it's, I don't think they're doing it right. As usual, you know, my thoughts on Nintendo. I've always, uh, especially with the last classic, you know, I don't agree with what they're doing. I think it's all a big shit show and, um, they just are running around with their heads cut off. They are not organized. They have no seemingly no business plan and they don't want to make boatloads and boatloads of money, whatever. That's what I was going to say. That's I don't fine. understand. There's, there's no product coming out now. There's no game system coming out now that they need to promote. There's no switch. So why are they not just making, just dump the dump trucks full of money into, into their uh, parking lot right now? And, because people it, are willing to give it to them. Why not? How Aren't you supposed to appease the shareholders <laughs> of the company? Well, like I know they, they make tons of money already. What? I'm sure the shareholders would be more than happy to make a little bit more, make their, um, make their, um, uh, yearly quarterly quotas. You know, they can't keep switches on the shelf. Why do you think they're going to keep a new console that they already have? You know, this all the is, this is irrelevant for, from the switch. This shouldn't be considered a, a console from Nintendo. This is just a kitschy little gimmick toy system that they're putting out. It's an no, emulator. I, I think it's it's integral to them. I think it's brilliant, actually, if they look at the bigger picture. 
because you have you have guys like me and you, Nintendo guys, who'll buy Nintendo anyways. But then, to me, this kind of product reels in the folks who have forgot about video gaming for 20 years, and its pull is the nostalgia factor. So you get that that couple that hasn't been gaming in 20 years. They see this. They get hooked on the nostalgia. They go and buy it, and they get reeled into video games again. And then next and, thing you know, they go out and buy a Switch. Exactly. If Nintendo is lucky, that same couple has a kid that they introduce that game to, and the kid begins a life of video gaming. There's video games in the house. It it just it boggles my mind that they don't want one of those in every single house. Yeah, I don't get it. I don't get it. That's why I think their price point was so low. It was like, oh, they're they're so smart keeping this low because they're just going to reel in all these people that are buying it strictly to play uh, their well, favorite game from childhood again. But then they don't make enough friggin' it's units. Low, it's low relative to a new game system. It's it's certainly higher though than the other uh, the other third party. Uh, What's it called? AT Games. Oh, you're right, but you know. As per market demand, it's low because market dictates the price for that console is around 300 bucks, but they're selling it at retail for 79 last year, 79 and this year, 99 for us. So that's in my mind, it's low, which is brilliant, but then they don't make enough units and they just totally lose that thread that they were going for to pull all those folks back into the community. Mm. It's like McDonald's having a playland and having happy meals and free toys and all that. It's not to sell food to kids. It's to get it in their head that McDonald's is part of their life. That's why you give away happy meals and give away toys. It gets kids into McDonald's and it gets them in their head that this is what we're going to do once a week or whatever. It's going to be part of our lives. That's what Nintendo, I thought, like, was doing with these. Right, man. Video games should be part of your lives. So, yeah, a couple with a newborn who wouldn't have bought a Switch or a new console or an Xbox Scorpio or anything sees that on the shelf, can't help but buy it. And suddenly, that little kid is now a video game house. He's got video games in the house. And the cycle continues. However, what am I saying? What do I know? Nintendo's obviously very smarter than me. They are a multi-billion dollar company or whatever. Anyways, I didn't want to rant too long on this. Well, you touched on something that was also in my notes here. And uh, speaking of companies doing it right, um, did you hear about the latest limited run games? Yeah, you're right. And, you know, that will illustrate the difference between pre-buying and actual pre-selling. So go ahead. Well, I'm bringing this up because as of this Friday, which is August 25th, um, I've been waiting for the latest limit run games. And this might be, this was going to be my only attempt to do this because of the sourness left in my mouth uh, from the last time I tried to get the Wonder Boy. Uh, release that they did a few weeks ago or a month ago and 
Myself, along with others, had the game in their cart, and we were just literally checking out, paying for it, and suddenly the item disappears out of our cart, much like it did for us with the uh, Super Nintendo. Um, this Friday is the Ease uh, Limited Run Origin game release from Limited Run Games, and I know I'm probably going to pick it up. I know P2 is a big Ease fan, so he is going to grab it as well. And I just wanted to read this little note because I thought this was um, uh, really interested, interesting from them. I'm going to have to edit this here because I can't find it. Piece <laughs> of shit. You can just tell us. You don't need to read it. God knows how much we love hearing you read. Here we go. As of their release... Uh, from Lunar Run Games. We've heard your feedback after Wonder Boy and Night Trap, and for the first time since our Skull Girls run in 2015, Ease Origin will be sold as a pre-order and be manufactured to demand. Now, collector's edition games are still going to be limited to just 3,000 copies per platform, but the standard edition is going to be open to order for a full 24 hours on Friday, and then after the 24 hours pass, orders will close. Imagine. That's how you do a pre-order release. What a concept, right? It's still going to be limited. Yes, not as limited as whatever their initial uh, pre-order release would have been, which probably would have been around, I think, 5,000 games, which how much is, it was for Wonder Boy, I believe. Um, so you'll still get 5,000. You might get a little bit more, whatever. It gives a shit. Game, this game isn't meant to be like a you know a high ticket item years down the road no but that's you know that's their that's their business model is limited run so but they're the going to make it's, make it's still limited special. run it just not it's not going to be as limited of a run but yeah, the important no. thing is they've listened to their fans i know tons of people complained on twitter and wherever else they could vent their rage when that wonder boy and uh uh, Night Trap game fucked everybody over in terms of not being able to get one. So it's nice just to see a company listen and say, you know what, we're going to do, we're going to make this reasonable. Twenty four hours, just place your order. You don't have to worry about it. You don't have to go crazy. Wake up at whatever time. Be on the computer at ten a.m. refreshing a million times a second. I agree. You want the game? Pay us. We'll give you the game. It's, it's, a, it's awesome. It's like we said, you order it, we'll make it. It's easy. You know, there, there, there's things that I want to talk to you about stuff. I know we're going long, but. Um, then I lost my train of thought. Uh, was it what, about the hell, games? what the hell was I going to say? <laughs> uh, well, if you didn't make me record so late at night. Uh, okay. First thing I want to say. No, this was the second thing, but I forgot the first thing. Did you want to apologize for attacking me at the start of the show? I hope you edit all this stuff out. Get some edits going here. Nope. Let's be pro. Let's be, um, let's be real. See, I'm, I've am told myself when I'm doing this, I should be writing stuff down so when a th thought pops in my head, I know to get back to it. Anyways. Okay, so... 
Yes, we complain all the time how difficult. Oh, I know what I was going to say about the e-commerce thing. I don't get how we're going through these struggles now with uh, stuff being taken out of our carts, how this is suddenly how e-commerce works this late into the game. I can see this 15 years ago being an issue, but they haven't figured it out now how to do it. Like what would happen if Ticketmaster were to do this, where every time you got a ticket, it just disappeared from your cart. It makes no sense how this, this is happening. This, this should be figured out. I don't know how this method is creeped into e-commerce. It's happening on a lot of sites and I think it is irresponsible and garbage and, and maybe it's a ploy to keep the brick and mortar store going. I don't know, but it, it's just, I don't get it. Um, you have it in your cart. It disappears. It, it's, I, I just don't get it. It, it. That's not business practice. If it's in your cart, you should have a little bit amount of time to follow through with the transaction. Like I said, Ticketmaster, imagine Ticketmaster already is, is a disaster finding tickets. Imagine if when you finally got a ticket you liked, it disappeared every time. It, huh? What? At least with Ticketmaster, yeah. they give you a time limit of, uh, mind you, their sites don't fucking crash every two seconds when there's suddenly a, a release of tickets or whatever. It gets That's a little I mean. bogged down, not as bad as uh, these joke sites like EB Games or Toys R Us or whatever right give it give uh if you're able to get one in your cart why are you not allotted a time frame of like even if it's 10 minutes five minutes 10 minutes because you know your site's a piece of shit and it bogs down but this this is how e-commerce is going now and it just drives me crazy like literally you have to be on the ball with these uh sniping bots that people use you know about this these these look into bots. That. We all have to be like uh, computer programmers now and have have these bots, these th this code going for you, so you can shop online. Absolutely ridiculous. Anyways, I think, I think we can do it, but you got to pay them to do it for you, don't you? Oh my god, the mere thought of having to use one of those. And yeah, I've had conversations before, like uh, with Derek of Two Dorks, where he uses like RSS feeds to be notified immediately when stuff he's looking for pops on Kijiji. And I'm like, I gotta be, I'm a traditionalist here. I like the hunt. I like looking through and finding stuff on my own. I don't want to have a data stream like the Matrix uh, alerting me to all kinds of stuff. I just, I, you know, it's the hunt. I like the hunt. So that leads me to my other question for you. We complain all the time about how difficult this is getting, but if video game collecting was super easy and all games were like 25 cents each, would you be still a collector or would the thrill of it be gone? Hmm. Well, I would still have my games and I would certainly have more than what I have if they're priced reasonably and easy to get. Um, just mainly out of the nostalgia factor, right? Like I'd have my NES. Is it? Or would you like, even not be concerned about it if you knew they were I'm that not, cheap and plentiful? Well, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it to... Like the majority of the games are not that you're looking at maybe 20 or $30 games, right? Yeah. But what if you went into value village tomorrow and like the shelves were full of cartridges for 50 cents each, and they're going to be that way from now on. 
I would buy all the ones that I would need. I don't know. I kind of think that if it got plentiful and if collecting got easy, we wouldn't bother with it. We'd move on to the next thing that's tough. Well, like for me, I know I'm the thrill is the hunt for me. The thrill is the hunt. It's not so much like, look how often I actually play a game. It's more about hunting. Same when I was collecting vinyl, it was more about driving and to, Oh, you know, this town's got a, a record store. Can you believe we got to check that out, spend the afternoon and search through bins or records. It's all about the hunt to me. So if it, and we can remember back in the day when Valley village did have shelves and shelves of Genesis games and, consoles just laying about and you just kind of look down and well uh i'll get those one of these days it'll always be there no i, I was never changed. into it uh whenever that was the case i wish i had been um I, I know i know exactly what you're talking about but if the challenge wasn't there would you really be that into it now is it the challenge or is it also because other people are excited about collecting stuff that you played with as a kid. And in turn, you want to be able to say, well, no, I played with it as a kid, so I want to have it before you do. So that's why I'm collecting it as well. Hmm. But if it wasn't rare and everyone could have it, would you still bother getting it? That's what I'm saying. Yeah, but a lot of it's not rare. But it's still, a li- you got to go hunting for it. It's still yeah, a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah, okay. And unless you go to a, uh, a retro game store, then yeah, you're right. You do got to go continually hunting for it. Uh, I probably, I'd be into it, but I wouldn't have probably half of the games that I have now. Like, I don't know if I'd be having like, you know, a bunch of Wii games or if I'd have a bunch of uh, original Xbox games or, you know, or even 360 because I never had Xbox or 360 growing up. I was always PlayStation, right? Or Nintendo. So I could probably limit at least two of those systems. I never had any handheld stuff because I wasn't into it. So eliminate all that as well. And I just be mainly focused on NES and uh, probably PlayStation. So, yeah, you're saying you did pick that stuff up because you were excited to find it out in the wild. So as a hunter, you knew you had to bring it in. Uh, for those systems that I didn't have or that I played, yeah, I, I a lot those ones were probably mainly picked up because I've had people either tell me, oh, those games are great, or, you know, I've always had people say, oh, this Xbox, Xbox is great, or, or this... Uh, uh, this game run for Xbox has been p- awesome. Pick this, pick this series up or whatever, right? So that part has certainly influenced my purchasing decision for half of what game collection I have, and then the other half is done out of nostalgia. So, uh, is did you answer? Yes. Is any of it for for the challenge sake? Okay, it probably it goes to like your no. Your it's TF not for collecting. the challenge. I'll be honest. It's not for the challenge. I don't know. It, like your TF collecting, you won't collect new cheap TFs that are plentiful, but maybe in ten years you will try and get them. 
I don't think so because I've got no tie to that line of figures. Yes, I have watched some of the uh-huh. later cartoons, like the Prime series, and I haven't watched like really much of the animated or whatnot. Um, and I've watched the movies, but I don't own any movie figures anymore. I did when it mm-hmm. first started out because of the excitement of, holy shit, Transformers movies. We never thought we'd ever see this again. But I've since uh, removed that that section of collection from my collection. <laughs> All right. Well, that's the most we'll get out of you on this. I'd like to hear from our listeners in the forums. At, well, I'm uh, answering your question. Cartridgeclub.org in the forums. Look for STC pod and answer the question. Would you be so uh, frenzied collecting video games if there was no challenge to it? We have a forum. Maybe yeah, it's can... it's the only form you don't uh, answer to. Mm. You're on everyone else's. You don't have to go crazy. Uh, what else is going on? All right. That's it, man. Got to save something for next week. Did I tell you I'm going? Uh, did I tell you I got a rental car right now? I brought the wife's. Uh, yes. Pathfinder and to get some shit fixed. And it's going to be you a said day you're job. Getting, you're getting a loner. And apparently they need it for another day because some of the parts that they broke on or that they put on the clips broke. So they have to reorder them again. You know, I, I warned you about Nissan before you bought one. What's wrong with Nissan? You just explained it. It's a storied line. It's a, it's a history behind it. Yeah. Um, so they set me up with, uh, a 2017, uh, Hyundai Tucson, which I've had for all day today and apparently for part of tomorrow. All right. So that, so we were talking about this. I was shocked when your shop said they would give you a loaner. I said, uh, I have to kill people to get a loaner at my dealership. They love to send you to a rental service. They'll pay for the rental car, but you got to use a rental car, which drives me bonkers. Well, I don't mind using the rental because... That's what happened to you, right? They sent you, they got your rental car. Yeah, they sent me to Enterprise. Well, the Enterprise came and picked me up. I hate that. Again, bad business practice. And... Well, I'll be honest. I don't think they'd give me the Nissan that I'd want to drive. They're not going to give me like a, a Murano. Why not? Boot around in. Why? The sales guy it's, does. It's because ridiculous. It's ex- because it's expensive. I don't give a shit, man. The business model for car dealerships have gone to shit over the last 20 years. Uh, if you allow me. What do you want me, your customer, driving while you have my car? This is, this is a true story. I had my Honda in for something. I, I don't know. They were fixing something. Sent me to the stupid rental place. I said, you got to give me a loaner. I don't, I don't want rentals because you got to do all your insurance and sign your life away and walk arounds and all. So give me a loaner. No, we do rentals. So as me, their Honda customer, they send me to a rental place and I'm driving around a Dodge Caravan for the day. A Dodge Caravan. Why did you not turn that down? Their Honda 
customer. They're putting Honda customers in other vehicles. It's just bonkers. I when you that. could now I'm not done. The next time when I bought my next vehicle from them and I insisted, you know, I get tint and all this stuff. I'm the first time they brought me my car. I said that this tint job is crap. You're going to have to resend it back in. Okay. We'll do that. And we'll get your rental cars. And no, this, you guys did this loaner car and I insisted on a loaner car and I had 10 guys all tell me we don't do loaner cars. We don't do loaner cars, but I dealt directly with the manager and he promised me a loaner car. I get a loaner car. I get the new CRV. I'm driving around the CRV all day. And you know what? I'm very impressed by it. And I'm not even just myself impressed by it. I'm telling people I meet throughout my day, or I'm telling you at work, I drove the new CRV and it's really great. You should check it out. I'm telling people about it as a Honda customer driving a Honda vehicle. If I'd have been in a Dodge Caravan again, how does that help them at the dealership? And mm -hmm. it's, it's nothing crazy. These loaner cars, because all the sales guys drive them home every single night. Anyways, sorry. You got me going. It's your fault. Why? Here's my thing. I love, I would have loved to have, uh, been given like a niece, the new Nissan Maxima is a fucking pretty sweet ass ride. Or like the Murano, which would be a car I would consider buying when my uh, my master kicks the bucket. But at the same time, it's sort of fun going to like a a rental place because one, I would insist on uh, never driving a caravan. I was more yeah, than I was more than happy to take this this uh, the Tucson because it's in the line of the smaller SUVs, which I would consider be taking a look at when the time comes. Right. But they had other cars there. I could have, I could have chosen like a Cadillac to, to pimp around in and take my bitch out on and stuff like that. You could have fun. You could rent a Beamer for God's sakes. You could rent a, a you could drive around in a pickup truck. I'm it's saying awesome. as, as a business, they should be, I understand the business model, but you want fucking go have some fun. No, it's not fun to sign your life away on 10 different insurance forms mm -hmm. and do the walk around the vehicle and be liable for every new dent that they somehow found after you bring it back. Do you Plus ship gas. Listen, aside Listen. from the gas, right? Aside from the gas, the dealership covers all the other costs. They're paying for my insurance. No, well, yeah, but not if you get an accident. You're on the hook. You. No. Yes. Goes Who on your insurance. The insurance is completely covered. If you, no, it's not. The basics are, but if it, it, it's, it's on your insurance, believe me, people it's on yours. Don't do the Trump fingers, man. Believe me. <laughs> Listen, have some Anyways. fun. If you wanted That's, a CRV, then you would have bought a CRV instead of your Civic. I'm just saying that. I'd be it, like saying, oh, here's my Civic. I need a loaner. We're going to give you another Civic, sir. So you, so your life isn't thrown into disarray. Uh, yeah. That'd be boring. I'm, I'm driving a Civic already. Let me drive something different and beat the exactly. shit out of it for a day or That's two. That's right. Then they give you a CRV or something. I don't something want a CRV. Different. Give me something. Or you know pimp. what? 
you know, if I was, if I was the sales guy there and I have the dealer car and I see one of my customers in for an oil change or something, I'm throwing them my keys. Take my car, man. Go for a ride. See what this car's like. It's just like, come on. They're so, um, I, you know, you would say something racial here, but I'm going to back off and say they're just being what? very cheap. They're very cheap. They, they don't give you anything anymore at the dealers. I would not say something racial. <laughs> Why? I didn't say that. You what? Did. You said that. No. No. Anyways. Folks, Bill is uh, making up shit again, showing off what he's really like. I understand what you're saying between the business behind or for it being a business model and, and a way to promote your company and your product and to be proud of, you know, the company that you work for and, and want to not only retain your business by making things as easy as possible for your, the, your customer mm-hmm. who's brought his vehicle in, who's been put, uh, you know, in a position where he now he has to leave his vehicle, rearrange his life, waste his hours at the dealership or for return trips or whatever. And Man. yeah, it makes sense. Promote. No, it should be. Makes fuck. total sense. What? Yeah. Not like it, I, can you imagine being the manager of a dealership and see like a different manufacturer car pull up and your customer drives away in it? Wouldn't you just lose your lunch? So I don't understand how they support that business model, well, model of rental cars. My question is, would it be the same if say we had brought our vehicles in to, I don't know, a BMW dealership or, a, or like a Mercedes dealership. Oh, sir, your Mercedes, we need to keep it for a day or two. Uh, we're going to drop you off at enterprise. Is that okay? No. Um, I think at the higher end places, they'd probably say, here's a courtesy Mercedes. Enjoy yourself. Your car will be fixed in a day or two. We'll give you a call. Mm. But, uh, for those of us, uh, Middle class, I guess. Right? Here's your uh, Mazda. Here's your Honda Civic. Here's your uh, Pathfinder. Uh, we're going to track you off at the Enterprise. and uh, Good you know, luck. This guy here, Bill, we're going to give him a minivan. <laughs> and I got that. It was the only car left. Yeah, now, I'd be like, but- fuck this piece of shit. Yeah, exactly. And I got stuck with that insane gas mileage, you know, coming from a Civic. Suddenly I'm driving a bus around all day. But anyway, I'm enjoying, actually enjoying this, this Hyundai Tucson. I, I like the, the look of the outside. It's actually a really nice vehicle on the outside. Um, it's got this, the entire, this is one of those ones where the entire, uh, roof of it is the, uh, sunroof, Mm -hmm. which I didn't find out until end of day today. So, um, that was really nice. The only thing I don't like about it is the starting, like when you're in a, when you're stopped and then you hit accelerator again, it feels like for those of you familiar with driving stick shift, it feels like it starts off a little sluggish, like, like you release the clutch too much without not giving it enough gas. And it feels like it's about to stall and then it kicks in and goes. Yeah. 
That's it's one of these that complaint I have. It like turns right off at a stoplight, doesn't it? It shouldn't. It's not. It. I know what you mean. It. It. We have a buddy who has like a hybrid car, and it's that sort of shitty start where you're. The thing feels like it's waking up, and then you get to go. Mm-hmm. And that's what this feels like. But it's not. Uh, it's not a hybrid or anything though. So why would it be doing that? No, I heard. I heard they are doing that with. Uh, with regular vehicles now too. Oh, maybe that's the case then. Yeah. Which is. I'd hate that personally. Maybe on the smaller ones. I know my wife's, uh, the Pathfinder doesn't do that, but yeah, I I hate it too. It's uh, very, when you start it, it feels like you're going to stall for a second. Mm -hmm. So if you're in one of those situations where it's like, holy shit, I'm going to get T-boned here. I got to gun it. You got to mash the pedal down fast. Anyway, I'm enjoying it. It's, um, I don't want to go back to my, uh, what are you doing? <laughs> Bill, what? Is, Bill is playing Lieutenant, uh, Jordy LaForge with the PlayStation, uh, headphones, PlayStation four headphones that he, uh, didn't leave for anyone else to grab from, uh, their, from Sean. Their PlayStation, old PlayStation three had, they don't work oh. because they don't have a dongle. They need a receiver. That's what she said. So anyways, that's oh. it, man. Let's, I would have taken those. I want to watch game of Thrones, man. I'll bring them to you. No, I, I don't know what you're going to do. with. No, them. I don't want them now. I thought they were Bluetooth, but they're not. They're just before Bluetooth. Oh, really? Came out. Yeah. <clears throat> so it needs a receiver. <clears throat> what time is it? Okay. Yeah, time to finish Game of you Thrones. Managed to drag this on over an hour. Maybe if you edit some some of the garbage out of the beginning, well, get right to the goods. People like it when you uh, attack me for some reason. Oh, leave that in, but that hurts my feelings. I'll take out the Jerry Lewis shit because that was garbage. <laughs> no, that was interesting. I I, I feel. And uh, you arguing about how to insert the commercial? I'll take that out. And. Uh, yeah, we'll leave it at that. And you'll forget to put the commercial in. Oh, yeah. So, make that note. And there are new new promos available, by the way. I mean, for all, all content creators. All right. Send me the link, Billy boy. Anyway, right. guys, we appreciate you tuning in. Uh, if you haven't done so yet, I know we forgot to mention in this already, but subscribe to our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash start to continue. You can follow Bill at STC pod. Follow me at AC Decepticon. Listen to us on iTunes under STC pod. And as always, you got to check out cartridgeclub.org. If you're listening to us, why aren't you listening to some other great podcasts, blogs, and videos from people in our community at cartridgeclub.org. And buy your shit from Amazon on our site, stcpod.com. Yeah. Go get yourself an instant pot. Go buy a TV. You need yeah. a new TV. That's true. You're looking for a dildo? They sell that on Amazon. <laughs> you want a flashlight? They got that there too. Do they? I don't know. Yeah. How would I know? know? I'm not into that stuff. Actually, I, I am I buying my uh, my laundry detergent detergent from Amazon. It's very handy. Did you get the uh, little button that you press? 
No, no, that but they have beside your machine when you run out, you press the button and it orders it for you automatically. Yeah, that's true. No, I don't have that. But they have coupons, like $2 off coupon on the Tide Laundry, and it's delivered to your door for free. So why not? Well, you know what I like to do? I, I'm i a very social person. I like to mingle and talk to people, strangers even. So I go to the superstore and buy my stuff there. Well, you can still buy stuff there, but why not get like the pantry items and the paper towels and uh, all that shit have that delivered to you then you can just worry the about brand, the other stuff. it's not the same brand it's all the same brand we're trying to get people to shop there i don't know why you're arguing with me mm-hmm. <laughs> go to sdcpod.com and click on the amazon link for your country and get all of your your needs there all right all right that's bro. it I'm glad to see you're in a better mood Yes. Go take your pants off and uh, watch Game of Thrones. Yes, you put me in such a great mood. Always. I apologize. I mean, you put me in a good mood. I'm being serious. You bring such joy to my life. Mm. And uh, I'll just tease. I'll tease the folks that, you know what? One of these new t-shirt designs is from Joe. And I was actually very impressed by it. Oh, snap. Yeah, I I don't like to admit it, but I was really shocked by the creativity of uh, my buddy Joe. Well, it was a design that I had. It was one of the ones I had originally wanted to do, um, but not to. I had I had more more to it. I'm sort of limited to what I can do with this. Uh, the, the prices are fantastic, so I can't really complain that much. I just wish I could have more options where I could situate certain things on the t-shirt. But anyway, I'm happy with it. I think uh, it, it's going to be one that I'll probably buy. I still have the one that you lent me. You lent me your STC pod t-shirt from the Bear Game Exchange. Mm-hmm. And I just pulled it out of my car the other day. Oh, great. So I got to wash it for you. Yeah, because God knows what you put in that car. What are you trying to say? All right. Thanks, everybody. Look for us next week. Your STC pod every Friday. Look for us here, wherever you find a good old-fashioned podcast. That's it. Post it and post it.
think we're 